All right, welcome to this episode of uh, Franklin Conversation. I am joined today by my grandpa, Pete Tresino. And grandpa, you drew a question, right? Yes. Okay, uh, go ahead and read the question. My name is Pete Tresino. I'm a Filipino. Uh-huh. Oh, the question says, who are you, right? Who are you? Yeah. Okay. All right, go ahead, answer the question. You're supposed to ask the question. Oh, is, oh, who are you? My name is Pete Trocino. I'm a Filipino. Uh, I'm an American citizen by... Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All right. So for me, uh, when it says, who am I? Or who are you to me? I would say, I'm Robert Franklin. I, uh, I think I define myself by my career a lot. So... I say, I'm Robert Franklin, I'm a software engineer, um, I'm 26, and I'm a husband, and a son, and a brother, and a grandson. Mm. Yeah, to continue, my name is Pete I'm a Filipino, American citizen, basically. Uh, I forgot about it, but I came, I came from the Philippines in 1967 mm. as an immigrant. And as far as being discriminated against as uh, uh, immigrants, I didn't encounter those. I had a good life here in America. Right now, I live in Corona. I I have a nice house. Everything's fine and dandy. Right now, I'm feeling fine and dandy after my medication, and after little Robert give me a, a nice uh, brunch at the Palace Spice, a family-oriented restaurant. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. What What made you want to come to America in 1967? Well, in the Philippines, everybody's talking about coming to America. If it's possible, a lot of all the Filipinos would come to America for the opportunity of having a good job, good housing, good life. Everything is fine. It's, uh, this is supposed to be the land of milk and honey as far as what the Bible is saying. Mm. So that's... There's a very strong attraction for Filipinos, not only for Filipinos, but people from all, all over the world to come over to America if they could. Yeah. And uh, so, 1967, how old were you when you, when you came? Uh, I was 29 years old at that time. 29? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a little older than me right now. Yeah. What, uh, what made you, like... Like, did you finish your schooling out there? And you were like, okay, like, now I want well, to go to America. I, I didn't finish schooling there, but... Uh, I was working for the biggest uh, life insurance company in the Philippines. They call it Philippine American Life Insurance Company. Mm. And I was able to get some kind of scholarship to come over to the States for studies at Hancock College in Santa Maria. Then I went back to the Philippines and then came back again as an immigrant in 1967. I was petitioned by my sister under the fifth preference uh, category, that means relatives, brothers, or sisters. Oh, cool. That's uh, your older sister. Yes. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. And that's, you know, that's kind of when I w- why I wanted to do something like mm-hmm. this as well, just to kind of get to know, and then I can remember because we're recording. Yeah, because it's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm happy that you said that you didn't experience any hardships as an immigrant. Do you think it's a little bit different now? Uh, to try and come over, or do you think it's similar? 
Well, actually, I heard a lot of difficult difficulties for people who want to come over. Sometimes they give me a hard time mm-hmm. in interview, and uh, so I don't know. But as as far as I'm concerned, I, I was okay. Good. Well, that's good news. I'm glad to hear about that. You grew up in the Philippines, though. Yes. What was your childhood like? I grew up under my grandfather's house. Mm. I was a spoiled brat. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was the fourth of the child of uh, my parents, the, the last one. So they left me with my grandfather, and my grandfather took care of me. And everything that I want is just like a spoiled brat, mm. grand, 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 grandchild. Grandbaby. Grand <laughs> that's it. I. That's interesting. I would never think that you were a spoiled brat. What? Uh, who were like some of your friends growing up? Do you remember any of them? Well, I usually when you're growing up, like elementary school, high school, college, uh, not college because I I had college over here in the states. I didn't have college in the Philippines. In high school, I have a very, very good friend, close friend. Every day we get together. So we enjoyed life, uh, looking at girls, dancing, dancing, everything. That's cool. Yeah. Me and my friends. Well, yeah. I, yeah, we used to look at girls, but now, now we're all taken. So, mm-hmm. so no more, no more. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Did you, uh, you said you were the the fourth child? Last one, first, yeah. the fourth. Okay. So you were the baby. I was a baby. Wow. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. What about, um, like, with your siblings? Did you ever, like, did you ever fight? Did you have, like, a good relationship with them? Like... Usually, if you have siblings, sometimes you fight. But right. I have a brother who was who was very protective of me. Uh, in our in our family, there's my the oldest, is my sister is in Arroyo right, right now. The second one is a sister also who passed away in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and then the third one was a brother. His name is Carlos. And he was very protective of me. Every time somebody tried to fight with me, he will fight for me. Yeah? How much older was he? Uh, one, just one year old. He's just uh, one year older than just you? One year older. Oh, wow. I think if someone tried to fight Caleb, like I would jump in, but <laughs> <laughs> he's a lot bigger than me, so he could probably handle himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Your older sister is still alive. Yeah, she's now 95 years old, I think. 95 is a solid age. Mm-hmm. And my father passed away at 92 years old. I remember him. Great-grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a photo of him somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Somewhere yeah. around here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. I remember, like, touching him one time. Mm-hmm. He was just very old. And I remember thinking, like, he's very old. Yeah. Uh, I must have been like four or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 92 and your sister's 95. Cool. What, um, what was school like for you when you were growing up in the Philippines? Well, 
you know what? Uh, there's no free schooling over there. I, I went to private schools. No free schooling, yeah. like not even elementary school. There's there's free, but, but my parents decided to put me in private schools all the time. Mm-hmm. So our curriculum was different from the public schools, and books were different. So I I went to a Catholic school in. Uh, First, uh, first six six years of my life, and then afterwards another private school, uh, high school. Everything was different from the public school. Hmm. Did you like that you were in private school? Yes, because there was this advantage over there. Uh-huh. Our books were coming from here, from America. From America. Hmm. Did you learn English while you were? Yes. Like- uh, from is, elementary to high school, is that like the standard? Uh, that's the standard. I right feel now. like, I feel like I hear that a lot. Like in, like Japan, like or anything, like they they learn English just as part of their curriculum. Yeah, uh, medium of instruction is English. Hmm. You have to learn how to speak English. Otherwise, if you go to another place, the different dialects, you won't be able to communicate with, with those people. Do you speak the different dialects? Do you yes. speak Pasaya? Yeah. Do you speak Cebuano? I speak Warewaray, Cebuano, Ilungo, Kapampangan, Bicol. And Tagalog. All dialects. Wow. And also Tagalog, the national language. Wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember when I was young, you would like teach me a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember everything you taught me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was only like, very very small sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, Kumustaka. Yeah, mabute. Mabute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, salamat. Mahal uh, kita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's my accent? Oh, it's bad. My accent. It's okay. It's okay. Right. And I know how to count to ten. Remember you told me that? Yeah. Yeah. I taught your mom also that one. Yeah. Yeah, she says she understands the uh, the language, but she doesn't speak it. Mm-hmm. You think she understands it well? Mm. Yeah. It takes some kind of talent to be able to absorb how to speak the language. Yeah. Like I speak German, a little bit of German. Mm. How did you learn German? I went to uh, Guti House Cultural Center in the Philippines. Uh, German Cultural Center. I see. And you just picked it up? Yeah. So you didn't attend like any formal schooling for no, it? No, you just, picked just, it? just private. Uh, a lot of people who are interested in learning how to speak a little bit of German. Uh, we were together as a, just in the house. That's very cool. Yeah, you know a lot of languages. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a lot. <laughs> I I think I um, get my love of languages from you. Because um, I remember Hopefully. like in, in elementary school, I would always tell my friends like, oh yeah, my, my grandpa speaks everything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean like I, I can speak Spanish pretty well. Like, yeah, that's I good. Sign language. I started taking Chinese, but I had to stop that because I started learning sign languages and I could or sign language and I couldn't 
learn both of them at the same time. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's cool. good. Yeah, were you ever in the army? No, not. I was during the Second World War in the Philippines, where the Japanese occupation. I was about nine years old at the time. So when I came over, mm-hmm. I registered with the. the well, you have to military? register with the. I, I forgot the name, but uh, as an immigrant, you have to register just in case you get drafted. Oh. So, but they, I, I you, never, you got, never drafted. got drafted. However, in 1962, I was here at Hanka College. That was the situation where Kennedy and Cuba were having problems. Oh, yeah, the missile crisis. Missile crisis, yeah. yeah. And uh, everybody in the school was, all the males <clears throat> at the school were said, stand by in the campus. Just in case something happened, everybody will get drafted, but nothing happened. Mm. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Otherwise, some people, some Filipinos at that time in that area says, if you get drafted, you become American citizen right away. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah. I, I, get I thought you were in the army. I thought Caleb did like a... like Caleb is my younger brother, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought... Um, and that was not for you. That was for anybody who happens mm-hmm. to be listening. Uh, I thought you were in the Filipino army. I thought Caleb did a report on that and when he was in elementary school. I mm-hmm. guess not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were nine years old, then probably not. No. Yeah, that's cool. What um, what do you what do you think were some of the events? Mm, uh, say that again. What do you think were some of the events that most impacted you in life? Well, coming over, yeah, it's real. It was something that everybody was lo- look, looking forward to. I was looking forward to, and uh, I prayed for it. Mm. And now I'm here. I have a house. I have a wife. Yeah. I have a grandson yeah. who's interviewing me right now. <laughs> a big house. I was a just commenting house. on this, how how big this house is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's a good size for you, is it? Yeah. I think that some of the events that, you know, have uh, affected me the most. I mean, you know, I got married, uh, mm. what, like seven months ago, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, June last year. You were there. You remember. Yeah. Um, that impacted me, moving out of my parents, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When when you left the Philippines, were you living on your own or were you living with... With my parents. With I parents? was with my parents. Yeah, you're 29 yeah. at your parents. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought I was gonna be that too. Filipinos do that. They, they, they always they always live together, a yeah. family. I think it's a very American thing to like mm. want to leave as soon as you yeah. can. Yeah, um, yeah. Different culture. Yeah, for sure. Do you do you see yourself trying to keep uh, the Filipino culture alive around here? When I say around here, I mean like in your household. In here in the states. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think about it, but it really doesn't have any more hold on my on my system. Hmm. Sometimes people say you're too Americanized. You? Yeah. Like my, my your grandma. When I say something, so you you. you 
You're too Americanized. <laughs> you know, my ways are different than always now. Interesting. Hmm. But you like, still like in her case, sometimes she blurts out in Filipino language. Oh. In my case, I say it in English. Oh. Oh. I wonder why that is. When did she influence? Come over? 1982. Oh, so she was there longer. Mm -hmm. I guess that makes sense. But also, she's younger, so maybe she wasn't there. Well, yeah. 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 You were a computer programmer. Yes. That is what I am now. Do you think? Do you think there's any correlation with that, or do you think we just happen to both be? Uh, that's one thing that uh, hard to think about yeah. because every, like being attracted from the Philippines being attracted to go to the States now in computer science mm -hmm. a lot of people are attracted to computer science yeah. so it's, it's not there's no correlation to whatever genetics or whatever mm -hmm relationship it's just people like oh this there's good money in this in yeah. this kind of job okay so you do it yeah but you enjoyed it right yeah yeah uh -huh. very and, much yeah and I, I love what i do for work i love going to work every day mm -hmm. um i don't think any other career would have satisfied me this much because mm -hmm. i think what it is is i just like um having things in my head and then being able to create that Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah being be able to write the program that's working yeah it's a pleasure to know that it's working yeah exactly uh like getting there sometimes is really difficult mm. but um like just having the finished product is is very very satisfying a lot mm -hmm. of the times yeah but i'm glad that you were a computer programmer just because it gives us um you know kind of something to talk about like if i were to try and talk about this with um a, a non-computer person they wouldn't really get what i'm saying that's right yeah yeah do you remember when um you found out that i was into like computer stuff you were like really happy yeah <laughs> see good good <laughs> yeah <clears throat> Uh, I like that you're into it and I'm into it and we can bond over it. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about uh, your earliest memory? Which one? Your earliest memory. Do you remember what it is? Oh, that was uh, when I was, when I graduated from sixth elementary school in a Catholic elementary school I was dropped I was asked by then this was operated by Catholic nuns Catholic nuns brought me to a seminary to enroll as a priest Whoa. but they didn't go out <laughs> that that was something I wanted to go but oh yeah I didn't get the sponsorship from one of the priests that uh, related to us mm. so it didn't go through let's see how old were you do you remember this is elementary school so you must have been like uh, about seven zero uh, no uh, i think i was 10 or 12 years old now at that time 10 or 12 mm. okay 
I memorize a lot of Latin, Latin words. Yeah. Adium qualificatat juventitum meam. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just memorized it. That's cool. Uh, I my earliest memory, um, I can't say, but uh, my second earliest memory. Um, do you remember when we used to live in Buena Park? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I remember that house. By the by the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that house. I also remember that dog, uh, lady, that mm-hmm. we had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was some of my earliest memories. Your hair was too bush bushy yeah, at that yeah, time. Like, yeah, yeah, fell all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and uh, one of my. Uh, things that I want to ask you is what wisdom would you like to pass on to your grandchildren or your children or anybody really, anyone who's listening? Well, you know, life is not uh, rosy all the time. In difficult times, just uh, cling to your belief that God will take care of you. And trust Him. Mm -hmm. That's good. Do you think you are happy with the way your life has turned out. I know earlier you said everything was fine and dandy. Yeah. But I want to dive into that a little bit more. Like, are you happy with how everything has turned out? Do you have any regrets or? Well, in spite of the uh, health issues that I have right now, I still trust God and always ask wisdom from the Holy Spirit to go through the whole thing. Good. Yeah, I'm glad that we did this and we had this conversation. Because mm-hmm. I learned a lot uh, about you. Stuff that I didn't know. So. Well, I'm glad that you came over to visit me and give me a nice brunch. Yeah. Yeah. You had the... Uh, what, what was it? The... Rose, what, what is that called? Red velvet. Uh, Red velvet. Uh, pancakes. Pancakes. First I, time I had one. Oh, that was the first time you had Yeah. Oh. I was thinking of the brown one. <laughs> but I, it was good. I asked you, though. I said, you want the red velvet pancakes? And you said, yeah. <laughs> but the, the tissue in the menu, there, there wasn't any that says brown. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, just the regular ones. That's a regular, no, no regular one. Yeah. Anyway, but I like it. And thank you for treating me. Yeah, of course. All right. I think we're good. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I like your ring. (laughs) Thank you.